hold the silence that we don't dare speak. There's a wall between us and a river so deep. We keep pretending that there's nothing wrong. There's a code of silence and it can't go on. I'm Alan Watt, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on April the 14th, 2009. Newcomers, I always guide into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, and on the website you'll find hundreds of hours of audio talks I've given in the past where I try to give you, or fill in the blanks between the little bits we get in the news, tell you why things are happening, the real reasons why things are happening, and... I try and use documentation from those who help to manage this brave new world, new world order system that's plainly coming into view. And in fact, it's all set up. We're always told after the facts, that's how it really is in real life. We're kept as mushrooms in the dark and fed you-know-what. Also look into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts of these audio talks. You can print them up and they're written in the various languages of Europe. For those who want to keep me going, you can purchase what I have for sale on CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com website. There's books there, and discs and so on, videos. Or you can donate to me through PayPal or through Personal Check, US, Canada. That will keep me ticking over. And... For those who get this passed around to them and don't know where to send anything, it's Alan Watt, and here's the address. Site 41, Box 4, Estaire, which is E-S-T-A-I-R-E, Ontario, Canada. And the postal code is P3E4N1. That's P for Peter, 3E for Elizabeth, 4N for Nora, one. We get up in the mornings nowadays, and for those who are still awake, who have natural sensibilities of noticing your environment, will see the increasing sprays that's going on, the spraying in the sky. And this morning, they started early. They start very early now in the summer, early when the summer's coming in, spring and summer. And they go at it early in the morning, and these trails eventually form this awful mushy pale color in the sky, this pale mush, polymer types, and this has been going on now for 10 years, 10 years, and no government will mention this to the public. The nearest they've come to it, as I say, is in uh, Ottawa, where the politician for Sudbury talked in Parliament and asked what was going on with the aerial spring, and the minister, as a politician in charge of defense, said he didn't have to answer that to politicians' requests because of reasons of national security. But every country is on board in this, and I get photographs every day sent. I got stuff from Los Angeles this morning, and it's exactly the same as the sky I've got here as you start the spraying and continue, and you watch this, as I say, polymer-type mush spread across the sky. And remember, this stuff comes down. And it's such a farce, too, because 
we're getting more and more little inserts into newspapers to get us used to the idea that they're going to they're going to shoot up particles of metal into the atmosphere to try and stop global warming. Well, guess what? They've been at this for 10 years. Solid. Solid. And most people haven't a clue because they have been so domesticated, like Brzezinski said they would be in his own book, Between Two Ages, because they can't reason for themselves. They do expect the media to reason things out for them. If the media tells them not to think about something or doesn't mention it at all, then it can't exist, even though their eyes see it, so they ignore it. Back with more on this very topic after these messages. This is Cutting Through the Matrix, leading into tonight's talk with the aerial spraying that's just intensifying. It's so ridiculous because I was wondering how they could do it and keep even the pilots quiet, but it's not difficult keeping pilots quiet, especially military pilots, because all you do is give them another ribbon, kick them upstairs and say they're in a special unit, and of course they can't disclose anything to the public for the rest of their lives, and you give them... Uh, a fake reason for what they're doing with all the spraying. And I'm sure they're probably told it's to save the planet. You know, the boys are in trouble, or, or the world's in trouble, and you guys are the only thing that's standing between saving humanity and them all dying off. But of course, there'll be side effects to some of this stuff, and they're given some fake statistic of 2% of the public dying with, the, with the, all the chemicals they're adding. But they'll say that's acceptable. There's nothing else they can do. And that'll be good enough for them. That's how simple it is in the military. And... Now they're in a special unit, you see. They'll probably uh, end up leaving the Air Force into a, a subcategory, one of these side categories, where they bring drugs in uh, to disperse amongst the population. They'll fly them over and they give them, give them clearance, etc. That's how the real world works. And it's no coincidence that we're always getting reports now of these mysterious illnesses and allergies that are just skyrocketing. Everyone's got massive autoimmune disease and multiple allergies to everything. Suddenly, suddenly. This is from the same bunch of people who say that Darwinism believes in evolution where nature changes over millions of years. But suddenly, suddenly, everyone's got autism. All children are getting autism in some degree of it, or attention deficit, which is only a degree of autism in some form or another. And we're all getting allergies, and their immune system is just dropping off. This is from the BBC. This is, this is the, the sort of propaganda they give to you. And the spin they give to cover up the lie is interesting, too. This is from today's BBC. And it says, Rise in Multiple Allergy Patients by Sue Emmett. And then they go on to, my eyes puffed up. I went head to toe, bright red, with severe stomach cramps and chest pains. 27-year-old Kirsty Speed on her multiple allergies. Specialist UK clinics have told the BBC they're seeing a significant rise in the number of patients suffering from severe allergies at once. They're also finding symptoms are becoming more severe, causing acute pain and, in some cases, even death. See, they know darn well what all the spraying is causing. And it's not to do with saving us from global warming. 
I've gone through this before with the barium in the spray and aluminum oxide and the other metallic particles dreamed up by Teller. Teller was a guy who invented the H-bomb. And he wanted to become very famous by using harp technology combined with global spraying of metallic particles across the world. He also said it could affect the mood so people make them more calm, more easily managed. That's where Brzezinski, who worked with the NSA, got his idea for the technotronic era, where he said that methods will be used to control whole populations across the world, and they won't even be aware of it. Technotronics. Getting back to the story here, to get the spin, you see. See, not, they announce to us what becomes obvious through talking to people and hearsay and neighbors and people coming down with things. They announce the obvious, and then they spin it off to give you your conclusion. Says many of those afflicted are reported to be children. They're also getting more inoculations than any generation before at an earlier age, too. Staff from specialist clinics in Liverpool, Cambridge, Cardiff, Birmingham, and London are among those to confirm the rise. So everybody knows it. Dr. Jonathan North, a consultant immunologist in Birmingham, said, we used to say that 15% of the population had an allergy of some sort. Now, that's probably 1990 statistics because it was much smaller than that in the 70s and 80s. So he said, we should say that 15% of the population had an allergy of some sort. Now the figure is near 40%. Suddenly, just suddenly, mind you. As well as the well-documented increase in prevalence, the proportion of complex multiple allergy cases is increasing. That's why they're allergic to everything. The reasons for the rise are not fully understood. <laughs> One of the theories which I think makes sense as regard food allergy as we now have a far wider range of foods available and children are being exposed at a much younger age. Well, I've been talking my head off about what I've added to the food as well, never mind the GMO stuff. Symptoms more severe. Dr. Shub Nasser, a consultant in allergy for the Cambridge University National Health Service Trust, has also noted the growth in multiple allergies. Well, I hope so, because he's a consultant and is concerned about the increasing severity of allergy symptoms, which can be fatal. See, more of us are dying off with it. For asthma and hay fever patients, Dr. Nasser says the period of suffering is also getting longer, and now people who are older, of course, doesn't say this in this particular article, but I read it from another one, people in their 40s and 30s are getting asthma for the first time because they're breathing all this crap in that's being sprayed on them daily. We may think of some allergies as being simply inconvenient, but there are patients who die from allergic disorders. It's not just a runny nose. They develop asthma and are admitted into hospital. He's been running an investigation into asthma deaths. Every country in the world is collecting national data and all this stuff, and they have been for 10 years since it started spraying because they knew what would happen. They knew what would happen. So we can continue. We found the asthma deaths peak in July and August. That's when the heavy spring is, and it starts coming down faster. And here's where he says, the peak is due to environmental allergens, fungal spore levels. Well, we never had 40% with allergies before, quack. <laughs> and here's the, spin, the other part of the spin. The climate's a factor. See how it ties in with our spin? According to Dr. Nasser, who works for the government, of course, Climate change is largely to blame. 
and climate change, even though we're in a cooling period, supposedly, from a warm period. Global warming is causing an increase in fungal spore levels as well as pollen. So this is something we're going to see more of. You know why? Because we're going to spray you all the more. Look up, folks. It's a great time to see it when the spring and summer's there. Look up every morning. Get up early and sit out the back and look at the sky. And you'll see them go at it and crisscross that sky like a chessboard. And you'll see those horizon-to-horizon trails. That's not how condensation trails work. Condensation trails disappear a hand's length if you put your hand up to the end of that jet that you see in the sky. These things stay in the sky all day long. And they spread into this polymer mush. They did develop polymers, by the way. That's also declassified from the government's for bacterial and viral warfare purposes to carry down chemicals or viruses and bacterium to the ground. They've had that since the 1950s. So if you're wondering why the strange, wispy things that turn all over the sky, that's polymer, you see, that they form circles around the sun like a rainbow. You see that when they're really spraying heavily. But we're not supposed to know. And the mainstream boys, you know the people you've grown up watching, the guys, they, they hire and keep there for their life until they're falling off their chair because you've grown up with them. They're like a daddy to you. They stare at you from the television screen every night and tell you everything you need to know. They're not going to tell you. That's why they pay these guys and keep them there. It's like part of the family, isn't it? So as I say, as they start to disclose what becomes obvious to people, as they start to hear people dying around them or they start dying themselves, it's, it's global warming that's causing it, folks. Isn't that wonderful how they can spin it and give you a conclusion that falls in with their agenda? Huh? Isn't it? Even though we're going through a cooling period, not a warming period. Now, I've spoken ad nauseum about, from all the different reports that's come in to the contrary of global warming. Incredible. Mushrooms. We're mushrooms. The whole world is, is becoming global because it was set up to be global a long time ago. And the public haven't a clue. Not only haven't a clue, they've been domesticated to believe that experts should run the world. That's exactly the system that Carl Quigley talked about back in the 60s, 1960s. A new feudal system where the natural aristocracy, the intelligentsia, on behalf of those who run the economic system, will manage us all in a perfect fashion. You know, this self-determination business with individual rights just has to go out the window. It's too untidy. And it's not so productive for the boys at the top. Remember, too, what Charles Galton Darwin said in his book, The Big Eugenicist, in the 1950s, The Next Million Years, he said, there's always been a form of slavery. We're simply creating a more sophisticated form of slavery. These guys don't say these things without it being fact. Not at that level. Or Kissinger either. They do it. They're in and all. They're part of the managerial class. We're being managed. You ever thought about voting? Under democracy, it will tell you the only thing you're allowed as a citizen, that's very important, is to vote. 
you are legally giving your right to someone you don't even know. All you get is a PR image of some totally unknown person. A person generally that's never even managed a Tim Horton donut store to run the country, supposedly. And when you give them that right, you are giving them absolute right to do with you as they wish to by the passing, the creating and passing, passing of laws. Think about it. It's a legality. And they can do as they wish to you once they're in. And they do. Every time. Every time. And we never learn. When the next front man is put in front. Back with more after this break. through the matrix, dispelling the clouds of spray on top to give you the truth, the truth that eventually leaks out here and there from different sources, and the truth is evident, self-evident for anyone that can look around them and look up at the sky, something that people used to do all the time. Didn't just wait for the weather station to tell you what to wear that day. You went outside and looked. It was that simple. Most folk don't do that now. Because the media is there to do all your thinking for you. God help you. Now, I, I will sometimes look at these stories and I'll save them to the desktop and I'll put my own label on them because of the farce. You see, a, a headline is meant to instill basically the conclusion in the headline. And then they go on with the story. You've already been given an idea or a conclusion often sometimes with a question mark at the end of it. And this is how it's done. Never mind the last story, of course, when they spun it into global warming. That's why you're dying off and coughing your lungs up and having these strange multiple allergies. Nothing to do with the spraying, of course. Or the fact they've changed all your food by design, deliberately, in secret. And so on. Remember, eugenicists run the world, and I've read articles in the last few days and weeks and months that have come out openly talking about having to bring down the population of the planet drastically. As they keep showing you the same old photographs of a city in Bombay. This is from the BBC, 13th of April 2009. Here's their headline, UK Society. Remember the BBC is a department of the British government. That's who funds it and runs it. It was set up as a propaganda tool from the beginning. Monday 13th, UK society increasingly fearful. Now I've mentioned before, this is whatever happens in Britain is happening across the Western world at the same time. Britain is way ahead in propaganda it's had centuries in propaganda and diplomacy than any other country. And how to manage masses of people across the world in its empire. So I put my own little line on this and I called, I say that the desktop is fear tactics working. As I mentioned before, how they call it a herd and under the Pavlovian doctrine, it's hard to get the herd moving in a new way of thinking and doing 
because they've grazed too long without any much happening to terrify them. Once you start stampeding the herd, you can bring in rapid changes, one after another. It takes a little while to build up momentum. Once it's done, you can bring in all kinds of social changes, and we're punch drunk. We just go along with it. So I put, yeah, the fear tactics are working. Since 2001, we've had nothing but terror, fear. Oh, my God, uh, ships are coming into New York Harbor with atomic bombs. This is from the feds. Stuff like this. Utter rubbish. We're all going to die of some bacterial warfare that's going to break out. Die, 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 die. Until we're tagged and labeled like animals. We have no privacy whatsoever. Actually, cattle in a barn have more privacy than we have today. But it's all for our safety, they tell us. So here's a spin. UK society increasingly fearful, it says, from the British government's main private corporation of propaganda. A charity is calling for a nationwide campaign to protect the UK's mental health. After a survey suggested people were growing ever more anxious, I wonder why. Why? Why is that? What's changed in the last few years? The poll of 2,000 adults for the Mental Health Foundation found 77% from the the world more frightening than in 1999. Now, let me think. 1999, along comes 2001. And what happened? They changed. What was it now? They put the whole world on action alert at the same time following the same omnibus terrorism bills and so on and so on and so on. Now remember, the Mental Health Association is to become an authority. It already is, in reality. So it's a double spin in here. The charity, the charity described a culture of fear in which the media and politicians fueled a sense of unease. Well, no kidding. No kidding. That's all we've had is masses of propaganda and red alerts, red alerts, Star Trek Enterprise. But one sociologist said the campaign risked becoming a self-fulfilling prophecy, making people more anxious. There's your dialectic. The report, in the face of fear, that's what it's called, in the face of fear, found more than a third of people say they get frightened or anxious more often than they used to, while 77% thought the world had become a scarier place. Well, the economic climate, we love the word climate, don't we, was seen as part of the reason for the increased levels of fear. The charity said it believed there were other factors at play. It said the worst-case scenario language, sometimes used by politicians, pressure groups, businesses, and public bodies around issues such as knife crime, MRSA, bird flu, and terrorism, can have a detrimental effect on people's well-being. No kidding, like Pavlov didn't come out with all this back in the early 1900s. He actually used his techniques in the Soviet school system. The one that FDR's wife, after she came back from visiting Stalin, said, and visiting Pavlov, that was her hero, she said the children are so well behaved. There's no spontaneity when they're going to school, but they all walk quietly. And she loved the order of it all. Hmm, order, order. Back with more after this message. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
This is Cutting Through the Matrix. Showing you how propaganda works where the obvious is stated because the world is the way it's supposed to be. It's designed that way. And this article is going around the issues rather than hitting them straight in the face because you're not supposed to really know why you're becoming terrified, you see. And that's how propaganda works. We're being trained like animals. They'll come into a, a, a new world order where we'll have authorities running our lives from birth to death in every facet of life, including eventually sterilization, mandatory, etc. You know, the tidy planet that, that the control freaks have desired for a long, long time. Plato talked about it. He was a fantastic fascist. You know, and they all studied Plato. Every one of the big boys mentions it in their biographies. They love Plato. So get on back to the story, and it says here from the BBC, talking about um, how the crisis creation is working. It says, meanwhile, it said devices to reassure people, such as CCTV, that's these closed-circuit television cameras, listen to what they say, can actually make people feel more, more fearful, sensing that high security suggests risk. That's what it's supposed to do. It also makes you fearful. You know you're getting watched all the time. Remember George Orwell, where there was cameras everywhere, and in the movie, it was even well done in the John Hurt, Richard Burton movie, where you had to put on a bland face all the time so they couldn't read your thoughts. Thought crime. It's all meant to intensify it. Agitate you. But they could also spun it the other way and said, the people would feel more feel more safe with cameras. See, somebody at the BBC missed an opportunity there. Fear of crime continues to rise. This is a fear of crime continues to rise, even though crime rates have fallen in the last 10 years. So I've mentioned before, perception through propaganda, your perception becomes reality. You'll believe the lie. That becomes your perception. You'll ignore your own senses. You'll ignore the facts. They give you your conclusions. Fear of crime continues to rise even though crime rates, the actual crime rates have fallen in the last 10 years. The survey found variations geographical as well as generational among the 2,000 adults polled. And believe you me, these polls will go much, much deeper than the results are giving us here because they keep, they keep the pulse of the people in mind every day as they manage us into the next step and the next step. And they have psychological units working at the very top to manage our minds. Londoners were nearly twice as likely to feel anxious a lot of the time than those elsewhere in the country. Younger people also consistently reported greater fear than older people. That's because they're, they're, they're into the internet reading all these terrifying articles. While women were more than twice as likely to report experiencing anxiety than men. The report also drew on research by the Office of National Statistics. That's all you have now is offices of national statistics. And we're run now by statistics. Again, that was in the Orwellian story in 1984. Which suggested that those diagnosed with anxiety-related disorders tended to be single divorced or separated and earning less money. What it means is your life becomes meaningless because they've destroyed the family unit by intention. And I've gone through the articles by the big boys and the Huxleys and the H.G. Wellses and all the rest of them 
who talked about the necessity to destroy the family and, of course, they used the culture industry to do it. And radical minority groups well-funded by the big foundations. Fact, fact, fact. These are partly increasing levels of fear needed to be addressed, the foundation argued. Foundation, you see. As those who suffer from anxiety were much more likely to experience other problems such as heart disease, gastrointestinal problems, asthma, and allergies. So here they spin it off again. You see, it's your anxiety that's causing this massive increase. Remember the last article I read? Isn't that a coincidence that they tie that in with it too? Nothing to do with the fact nothing to do with the fact that Canada found out in the mid-90s by a leaked report from Britain that the Canadian government with Monsanto had signed a secret agreement and had been using the GMO vegetables on the Canadian public without their knowledge for 10 years already. And believe you me, they had massive databases of information collected on all the physical effects that came out since. And there were physical, and there are physical effects, with the masses of doses of pesticides, never mind the fact you've got everything except what they'll tell us in your vegetables, all the different genes from God knows how many different creatures, put together by people who work with warfare departments, Making your food on a genetic level. Eugenics and depopulation. The modern world will test our resilience again and again, and people need to know how to process their emotions better to help to prevent harm to their mental and physical health, said the Mental Health Foundation Chief Executive, Mr. Andrew McCullough. A mental health promotion campaign that shows individuals how to look after their own mental health <laughs> will be of immense public benefit. So, see, they want to get involved in managing you on a personal level. And remember, too, what Huxley, both of the Huxleys talked about what's wrong with medicating and sedating the public. After all, in the 50s, they said, after all, they're not very happy anyway. So we're going to have a big, massive campaign to help you manage the stress as the government tell you, John, red alert, red alerts, orange alert, orange alert, yellow alert, yellow alert. Plague's coming, this coming, asteroids coming, all kinds of utter nonsense as they spray you like bugs every day, alter your food, and take over the resources of the entire world and strip you of every right that your ancestors fought so hard for hundreds, if not thousands of years, to game. That's what's happening. That's what's happening. Democracy, democracy is a wonderful word, as I say. And the under-democracy that the UN pushes and all the big boys push, but never practice, is the right to vote. That's all you have. That's why if you're on the voting list or the commander census time in the state, are you on the voting list? They say, no. Oh, but you must be on the voting list. No. Why must you be on the... Well, you see, why do you think the Soviet Union and other countries made it mandatory that you vote? You're legally giving your, the power for who you vote in to do whatever they want with you. Whatever they want with you, or your children, or anything else for that matter. 
That's a legality. It's a contract. That's why they want you to participate in the scandal, the con game. Because they never listen to real democracy. They do all their polls and surveys, or do give the people a vote who keep rejecting the fact they didn't want a European Union. They got ran over anyway. When all the little cities around Toronto did not want to amalgamate, they eventually gave the people the vote. They still said over 70% of them, almost 80, didn't want amalgamation. So the local government said, well, you're getting it anyway. Ireland went against the Lisbon Treaty. Lisbon Treaty is a place where it was signed for the economic union. It makes it into a superstar dictatorial state, basically, this EU government. And what did they do? Ignore them. Even though they can't go ahead unless every country agrees. So what did they do? And here is from The Telegraph, an article by Bruno Waterfield from Brussels, 12th of April. 530 staff from European Commission have already begun training to build a shared diplomatic culture and esprit de corps for the EU's putative external action service. Irish voters blocked the Lisbon Treaty, which provides a legal basis for a new Euro diplomatic corps. So in other words, it couldn't go ahead with anything because someone voted against it. That's democracy, you see. So this is when they rejected the renamed EU constitution in a referendum last year. So what did they do? They go ahead and create the commission as though Ireland had said nothing. The disclosure that the commission had simply pressed on regardless and begun training the diplomats infuriated Irish politicians. Ireland expected to hold a second referendum on the Lisbon Treaty in October. Why bother? Why bother? They're overriding you anyway. You see, democracy is a plastic thing. It's only a con for the public. There's an agenda at work, and nothing is going to stop this agenda. And voting against it is not going to stop it either. It's been in the works long before I was born or you were born or your grandparents were born. And asking them nicely is not going to stop it. You all know that. And this is what they do when you vote against it. They go ahead anyway. That's their term. Their term that's their type of democracy. They're defining democracy. Democracy means it's always in their favor. Always. And they never backtrack on their plans. It's like global warming, when the Club of Rome dreamed up the whole idea to strip everyone of their rights under the guise of global warming, which all had to be kept safe, so we'd have to give up all our rights and come together to, to work together in what they call positive freedom, the term coined by the philosopher at Oxford. Positive freedom. We all work as though it's a war on something. It's the only time we work together towards a big idea, a big idea. That's what it means, the big idea. Positive freedom. It means really you have no individual freedom at all unless you're working with the team. Ireland is expected to hold a second referendum, blah, blah. Declan Ganley, an Irish campaigner for a no vote, said it's cause for serious concern that by implementing the Lisbon Treaty, EU institutions are manifesting outright contempt for democracy. Of course they do. 
They always do that. They did, haven't you learned when people voted against, and countries voted against joining the EU, it was rammed down their throats anyway? You'll be left behind if you don't join. That's the big cry. You'll always be left behind. They used that in Canada when they were signing the free trade negotiations for the first part of amalgamation into the U.S. and Mexico. You'll be left behind. You'll be outside the trading block. When they did the NAFTA, same thing. You'll be left behind. Oh, go for it, go for it. And if you go no, they disregard it anyway and go ahead. See, you're under a managerial dictatorship. That's what they mean. That's what Quigley meant when he talked about the system being a new feudal system. It was much tidier in these elitist minds when it was a feudal system. A serf was a peasant serf. All he knew was what he had to do. Nothing else except outside his little few acres of dirt where he grew all the food for the ones above him, for his masters. All clean and tidy. Everyone knew their place in a feudal system. And that was a term that was used. Mind your place. Mind your place. Margaret Thatcher talked about the parallel government that quickly talked about the Council on Foreign Relations, also the Royal Institute for International Affairs, which is the same outfit that was born and brought into being to bring this whole world agenda, this feudal system, into being. Because democracy with people having all different kinds of opinions was too cumbersome and too slow, they said. The Club of Rome said the same thing when they said they favored collectivism or communism. That's what that is. They can get things done when they bypass democracy. And you know what they want to do. They've got big plans. They've got to hurry it up. Democracy is too slow. We'll argue with them. We resent giving up rights and so on. So they bypass it. Staff are being discreetly trained, this article says, without being too obvious on 59 courses with the help of foreign ministries from 17 member states, according to EU sources. The training aims to foster a specifically European dimension of diplomacy, meaning a brand new type of dictatorship, that's what that means, and to create a sense of common European purpose. It's not good enough, I've mentioned this before, it's the same thing with eugenics. Your, uh, your duty will be to serve the world state, that's the only reason you will be born. And you will not be born if they don't need you. You see, the whole idea of a hundred years ago, if you ask the average American, why do you exist? They look at you like a, with a quizzical look. No one thought about it. You, are, you were. You existed. I am that I am. Therefore, that's all there is to it. I think. Therefore, I am. Now you need a purpose to live. Understand that? You've got to have a purpose that fits in with the world agenda. That's what it's all about, regimentation, common purpose. It says, so here you are, you see, to create a sense of common European purpose for the new service. Service. Get used to that word, folks. It's all over the place. Ireland is one of four EU member states. The other are Poland, the Czech Republic, and Germany, which have yet to ratify the Lisbon Treaty. Why bother, folks? They're going ahead anyway. That's signs of things to come regardless. 
under the EU's founding rules, no treaty of this kind can come into effect without the unanimous approval of all member states. Well, I've just read the fact they've gone ahead anyway and created this bureau. <laughs> what a farce, eh? Democracy, democracy. That's why they try to create republicanism in the U.S., and that's why Franklin, when he asked, he says, what kind of government have you given us? That's very telling right there. Remember, all these Masons created it. He said, a republic, if you can keep it. Interesting, eh? Very interesting. Now, we've all heard about this, this massive nonsense about piracy, piracy after Somalia. And we put a link up to another side of the story to tell you what's going on there, because you see, their seas there have been getting pillaged by the EU fishing fleets, and now the Scandinavian fishing fleets, uh, for ages. They're, they're cleaning out the oceans there. And these guys started off as fishermen. They were so sick of being plundered, they were fighting back. So I'll put uh, this article up, this link to democracy, that fancy word again, that meaningless word, democracy now. To give you another side of the story, it's very interesting. And just before, I'll try and link up the satellite again, see if I can go up callers. Can't tell, it takes a minute, sometimes it goes down. But I'm also going to put a link up for what's coming as well, the cheaper way to go in schools. They're hiring bouncers from nightclubs to work in schools now to control the, the, the students. Bouncers, no guys with no necks. And so on. I'll put that as well. I think the music's coming in, so we'll be back with more after these messages. I'm Alan Watts, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix, and I'll take the I'll take Miles from Norway if he's still there. Is Miles there? Hello? Hello? Yes. Go ahead. Hello, Alan. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, great. Um, first of all, thanks for your show. Uh, you do great work. Um, it's pretty early here, or pretty late, depending on how you think about it. Yeah. Um, I had a question for you. Um, you have um, talked about Freemasonry, mm-hmm. and um, you've talked more explicitly about the various levels. I was hoping you could talk a bit more about the higher levels uh, and how that plays into the global leaders and their associations, and, and I guess the, the levels that go beyond a 32nd and 33rd degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your life begins at 40 and keeps going up. And you always see the old um, symbol used of the serpent eating its tail is completed to 360 degrees. And you don't get into the higher orders until you go up through the ranks of noble orders. And only then will you be picked if you're essential to work on a higher level in the system and you've been proven to keep secrecy. You must keep secrecy. The whole training program all through it is a... It's a selection process to see who can, be, who can help manage the system. That's why even a lowly um, uh, local village newspaper um, manager that just gives advertising out in community events will be brought up quickly to the 32nd degree. You can do it in a week, by the way, oh. if they want you up there. Because how, 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 how should we think about people like 
uh, Albert Pike, who was, um, I guess he was a 33rd or 32nd degree. He was way degree. above that, yeah. Oh, he was way above that. And, and it wasn't just one person. Not one person wrote Morals and Dogma. You can actually see the different mentalities in different sections on topics where uh, in one section he's all for the people, other sections you can tell there's a, there's, an actually, there's a despising of the profane, as they call it. They despise the ordinary people. So you'll see there's different categories. And one person in his day could not have learned um, a, a whole bunch of languages, including Hebrew, right. uh, Greek, Latin, etc., plus all of the Kabbalah and the ancient philosophies of Greece and, and Rome and so on. At those higher levels, is it is it mostly about uh, the ability to demonstrate that you can keep a secret, or is it that plus uh, some other esoteric spiritual? You, you, you must have uh, elitist qualities, psychopathic type elitist qualities. Right. Uh, and eventually, you're, you're, you're gradually what they do when they bring you up the ranks is first gradually you bring you into atheism, mm. and, and then they introduced subtly a new religion to replace it. Right. And eventually, if you show sight abilities to follow orders, and they swear off to this, they actually say that they will reserve all moral judgments and immediately obey the order by a superior. Right. That means anything that would be immoral to you, you must disregard and follow that order. So the higher they go, they truly believe in world management, which is a platonic idea right. updated in Alexandria, Egypt in the second and third century, and Neoplatonism, where they came out with a world that should be ruled by what they call the natural intellectual aristocracy. The same thing that Aldo Huxley and his brother Julian were advocating, and all the other big boys advocate. In other words, a world managerial class, which is what we have today. Hello? It might take a little bit longer. There's a lot more to it, of course, but it's a very sure. old system. Sure, and sure. I have the histories of it. But, but thanks sure. for calling. I can hear the music sure. coming in. Sure. And so that's it from a very sprayed Ontario, Canada, which fits in with a very heavily sprayed LA and a whole bunch of other places across the US and Canada and the world. And from Hamish myself, it's good night. May your God or your gods go with you.